This is the talk of Music City Real Estate. Welcome back to another episode of The Talk of Music City Real Estate. Where we educate and motivate all things real estate. My name is Monty Moore with Realty One Group Music City. Hey, and I'm Carrie Ann with CMG Financial and My Mortgage Team. Every week we'll be posting a new episode chock full of Nashville real estate value. Yes, and you can follow along and subscribe at talkmusiccity.com. Got a question for us? Ask away at questions at talkmusiccity.com. Monty, we're back. Carrie Ann, we're back. Jason Hoover is in the house. He Thank you, Jason. He is in the house. I love How's this guy. He's an amazing broker at Realty One Group in uh, Music City in Franklin, Tennessee. And just how many agents you got here now, man? About 120, 130, something like that? Yeah, right around that number. Yeah, that's a, that's a serious uh, group of folks that are, are selling a lot of real estate but having yeah. some challenges, aren't they? That's what we're going to talk about today. Yeah, well, how many real estate agents are in Middle Tennessee? There's quite a few, 16,537 huh? last time I counted. Wow. It seems like he, he did a roll like, call. Like jelly bean count. <laughs> no, that's a whole lot of agents. That is a lot of real estate agents. It is agents. a lot of real estate. That's amazing. Yeah, Absolutely. Well, we want to talk about a really important uh, topic today, but let's give a shout out to our amazing sponsor, Music City Removal. They are the number one junk removal service in Nashville from residential, commercial, and construction. They're experts in ridding you of junk. Their costs include labor and dumping fees without any hidden or added expenses. Whether you need a full clean out or just one item removed, they have you covered. The Music City Removal team knows the importance of respect and trust while in someone else's home. They understand the inconvenience of junk left behind by previous homeowners and tenants and are determined to provide an affordable and customer-focused junk removal service that puts you first. For a free on-site estimate, just go to musiccityremoval.com. That's musiccityremoval.com. Yes, Music City Removal, because cluttering cute. And lately, some of these people would say appraisals oh aren't gosh. that cute either. Yeah, oh, my goodness. It's unbelievable what's going on in our, our world out there right now. Guys, I, I you know, this Monday, um, I talked about this thing called empathy. Uh-huh. You know, that we've learning the maybe the hard way about empathy. Because last week, I had done I jumped all through these hoops to try to win a transaction. And uh, it really helped me, you know... Uh, and I know, Jason, you live on this with Mindy as well. And I know, Carrie Ann, you hear the stories of how much angst goes into buying a home right now. It's just mm-hmm. unbelievable. And and it, you, you think you're making a great offer because you went ten or twenty or $30,000 over the asking price. I mean, and still not getting it and not knowing where yeah. you rank and what it would have taken. And, and oh, it's just... Where do we go from here, guys? And then, of course, you you don't even dare have it appraised in that process. You know, where do you right. go? Well, such a mental, you know, uh, roller coaster. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, if you know you have no place to go and you're putting mm-hmm. all your eggs in that basket, yeah. you know, yeah. um, and possibly there's not another house that looks or feels or has the amenities, you know, that meets your needs and wants. It is, it gets scary I'm, out there. I'm living with a woman right now that really wants this particular house. Okay. She really wants it. <laughs> I get it. I mean, I'm, I talk about empathy for the guys out there or anybody who's trying right now to buy something. And, and the one that we chose is a for sale by owner. And so there's no third party to deal with them. And you're, I'm trying not to be pushy. You know, and they're, anyway, it's just, it's exhausting. I mean, talk about frustrating. And here we're putting our home on the market, of course. And we made this offer that's, you know, it's, uh, I think it's uh, $54,000 over asking price. By the time you waive the, you know, commission and pay the title insurance and buy it as is, I mean, I'm not even offering to do a home inspection. I mean, I've taken every 
you know, every risk out of it. No appraisal, no home inspection. It's not contingent upon anything, you know, except my lender doing my <laughs> yeah. which I hope she can. No, I know. I know, I know, I know that's already covered. Sean is already, no, we're make up the difference. I know it's not going to appraise. I know that. Hell, I know that. <laughs> but that's the point I think we're trying to make is a lot of real estate agents are calling, they let me rephrase. They can't call me, but basically just in conversation, they're like, I don't, are they want it? No, I'm not going to get that price. Like you're not, there's no mm-hmm. way that value is going to no. be there. And mm-hmm. why are they upset with me? Right. And then why are agents upset with lenders? Because the appraiser didn't appraise. Right. You, you so, don't control that. I thought you controlled right, what appraisers the, come up with. But again, I do think, <laughs> you know, in the market, when, values were at least stable. Mm-hmm. People were coming in short. And mm-hmm. I can see the the concern and frustration because you're like, why didn't you use that comp when you could have used this comp and et cetera, et cetera. Now we say, no worries, and a very pleasant smile. Just send me stronger comps and I'm more than welcome and happy to do a rebuttal. you know. And then they're like, well... There are no right, stronger comps. It's that type of thing. But you would think, though, there possibly are stronger comps mm-hmm. Because the values have been right. pushed, Everybody's right? waving the appraisal and buying these houses at a top dollar. So those are now comps. So they can But not until up. closing is the problem. I think they right. need to soften that and say, you know, can you send me a copy of a signed agreement where they're paying cash? And I know it's not closing for a month and be able to use that. I wish they could do that. And I think it's important that everything get recorded and reported. I don't know the proper term. Mm-hmm you know, on the MLS or on whatever site because the appraiser, that's what they're using. So if these comps close and nobody knows about it, they're they're selling off market. Yeah. Yeah. There's no true comps to use. Right. And so it's important to get that information. So for those that don't know, the appraiser has to use comparables previous to the time he or she puts his toes on the ground at that location. So, I mean, I'm seeing new construction houses because the cost of lumber and Mm -hmm. cost of build has gone up. New construction homes from very well-known builders coming in 40,000 less. Mm. Not once, one appraisal down. Mm. Second appraisal down, right? And um, I called, I'm like, oh, maybe it's your mortgage company. So I get involved and I do a third appraisal. A third? Down, right? Just, wow. So still 40 down. And he says, the appraiser says to me, Carrie Ann, the same type of build, the look and feel of that home has not sold yet. Now, whether somebody oh, wow. wants to put the first foot in and pay cash mm-hmm. and pay the difference, mm-hmm. somebody's going to have to start, you know, that, um, storyline, right? right? And so right. Um, it was a situation where you cannot use that comp, even though you have pre-sales, you can't use them unless they close, right? Wow. And so that makes it really difficult. And it so is. this lady never expected to bring in 40 grand more uh, to the closing table. So the builder, I think, worked out a deal where they took 10,000 off or something like that. But I mean, you're buying houses that technically, technically, in yeah. quotations, are not worth it, right? But hmm, what do we do? It's tough. It's tough. Um, and lumber, I get it. I just, uh, you know, I had a small project where I was building this outdoor table and one piece of board cost me 40 bucks. <laughs> was, wow. It was crazy. It's gone up 500%. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is Some crazy. builders are not even given a firm price. Yeah. I mean, uh, in the, but that gap there, if you're not paying cash or can't pick up the difference, those, I don't know what those people are going to do. 
Well, I, I don't yeah. know what they're, they're going to do. I had another client, uh, fully approved. She's so excited. I mean, you see this couple, they just got married. So they're just super excited about buying their first home and it's that 260 range. Mm-hmm. Right. And they get, yeah, um, a <clears throat> letter It's a contract. It's signed and sealed. Mm-hmm. They get a letter, not even two, three months into it that says, we're so grateful that you picked us to build your home. But at this moment we have to seize all production because the cost to build is too high for us mm. to continue moving forward. Um, you, we will move forward if you'd like to give us $66,000 more. No way. They don't have $66,000 oh more. Oh goodness. I mean, talk about scary time because that's that couple that you and I know. We see that same yeah. couple over and over and over again that they're so excited to kickstart and you know the, the world is just different, right, uh, now. Yeah. So you know, This morning I was reading an article with Inman. Jason, you might have read this as well about why what's what's going on here oh, yeah. you know what is happening i know mm-hmm. one of the things was they blamed on covid because you know so many industries stopped mm-hmm. last year uh, you know just they stopped working they couldn't find workers i mean initially i think we had problems getting cabinets to new construction and but but now it's it, now it's really even even the lumber mills are way way off they just mm-hmm. they stopped because they anticipated okay construction's really going to halt here for a while until mm-hmm. we get our bearings or maybe a year or two and then they made a really poor judgment there where where they're so far behind in so many ways and then and then you know I'm trying I'll try to say not, not political guys but then there's these people start getting these checks in the mail and they stop going to work you know and then so I made it that much harder for small business people to continue on because of these what do they call them checks uh this $1,400 ones Stimulus. Stimulus, Stimulus checks. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. It's anti-stimulus, I think, is what's happening because people, have, they, they've, they've lost a lot of their work- workforce because of the, uh, they can make more un- unemployment. Sure. But a lot of people out there, you know, are using their stimulus in good methods. You know, mm-hmm. we're seeing that for down payment purposes and mm-hmm. different things like that. So it's helping them because you do want to try to move somebody from 100% financing to a little bit of money down, you know, mm-hmm. so if they can take the stimulus and maybe use the borrower smart you know, and do a 3% conventional mm-hmm. type of loan. At least we've got some, you know, skin in the game and we're moving, you know, and um, turning some, some heads from a seller standpoint. But it does get back to the situation where is that house going to price? So what I would say is to communicate to the lender, we're clueless. We have an address. We don't know anything. We don't know if that is a manufactured home, a single family home, a condo. Like the more you share with us because we're blinded um, is so important. Also share that, hey, it would probably be best served that you do a full appraisal versus a desktop and or a drive by. And the reason why we do those types of things is because it speeds the process up. Now I picked up, um, 10 loans last week that were all denied, which that's scary. Um, at the last minute in coming to me and saying, will you, you know, do some magic dusting thing you do and fix it. Right. But she, it's the questions asking immediately, do you think the house is going to praise? Do you have a concern on the value? Because I'm able to speed this process up, but I'm going to have to use a workaround, which is a desktop appraisal, which means the appraiser doesn't see the home. They just look at numbers, you know, on a screen. And she said, most likely it's going to come in short anyway. She already did her homework. So she already prepped me. So there's no concern when it does come in possibly, you know, short, but but other people, it comes in low and then they are, they're upset or frustrated and, and then the deal falls apart. I don't know how the deal's falling apart. Everybody knew it was going to be low, right? From the, from day one. Yeah. That's, that's what's troubling with me being around this thing for so long is 
this is not a healthy market, and that's really concerning me. I know that people are coming here and they're paying, but they're pricing the average buyer out of the market. If they yeah. don't have that wad of cash to pay down for the prepare for the house or the difference to make up for it, I don't know what the solution is. I mean, I'm seeing, and I love ribbon homes. They're awesome. We're big advocates of yeah. ribbon. But even the market is going beyond what they can do. Right. You know, even with their guarantee, it's not. We're not talking five thousand dollars. I mean, Connie and I just made an offer on a house for fifty-four thousand dollars more than what it could possibly appraise for. Mm. But you know, when you start looking at rentals, when you start, and I'm doing exactly what I said I wouldn't do, and that was my intention. Just going to say it. My intention was to capitalize on the market myself as a seller, mm-hmm. make an extra couple hundred thousand dollars on a home that I don't need move into a rental for a couple of years and when it settles back down then take advantage of a great sure. opportunity that yeah. was my intention but you start there's no rentals and we're going to spend three or four thousand dollars on a rental you know it's like okay with rates like they are and with an amazing mortgage professional we can buy a house for you know 600 and the payment would be less than three thousand dollars and we can own that property and maybe make it a rental someday or whatever but it doesn't make sense now to be a renter. And now I'm going to hand somebody who I can't get a response from way more than what the home is worth. And that just wants, I mean, Connie's like, we're, I'm sorry, sweetheart. I don't know what else to say. How much, how high, how high should we go here? You know, <laughs> I mean, the home's on the market for 580. We've offered uh, 635. And then we, this morning we said, let's go up another 10,000. So we're offering 645. Wow. For a house that's worth five eighty on a good day, mm-hmm. I, yeah. I, you know, and now now that profit we're, which we're counting on from our house, mm-hmm. we're spending imagined equity, which I tell people don't ever spend imagined <laughs> equity because it's only happening in your mind, you know. But anyhow, uh, we're we're caught in that whole thing, but we need to size down anyhow. But so like like this morning, I just found out the home behind us sold for a whole nother high and for the neighborhood nothing mm-hmm. had sold for that high in our neighborhood mm-hmm. ever mm-hmm. ever in the history of that wow. night of that 35 year old neighborhood and here we are hitting new heights so anyway well i mean i think it's just going to take some time for it to balance out and then the comps will be there but yeah. uh, things to take away you know today are to make sure that if you do sell a home that is overpriced make sure it's in some sort of system so appraisers can see it you know also if you know that you're banking on a specific comp that is going to close um, that has to close before the appraisal is done now we don't know that you're banking on that comp right so it's important that you call the lender and communicate hey pause on the appraisal until blank because mm. you know you want to make sure that the house does you know appraise mm. now it does seem crazy that a week later the house could go up ten thousand dollars but it is numbers it's, it's just it's but the it's formulas happening. right it's i mean it's, it's pivoting yeah. that quickly yeah you know, so and again for a customer ten thousand dollars is a lot of money you right. and i can do a lot with ten thousand yes. dollars right. so to finance that in and stretch it over 30 years makes so much more sense for them having to bring it you know in a cash right. form and then also communicate on the upfront to make sure you know exactly what you're working with with the customer from a from not only a mortgage standpoint but a cash flow standpoint like how much money liquid cash do we have to work with mm-hmm. because not everybody has all this money that we're talking about, unless possibly they're coming and selling something, you know, there's not a lot of money just hanging out ready to just be dropped, even though so many people are. I just don't know where it's coming from. It's, I don't it's just coming out of the trees we, or something. We said that recently, you know, in my career, I'm average might have seen a cash deal maybe out of one out of a hundred. Now it's like, it's like every other deal is cash, oh, yeah. you know, it's 
I don't know where the cash is coming from. Mm-hmm. Uh, other than here? California. Yeah. Or yeah. different states. And it's interesting. I was talking to some other folks from different states and they're like, everybody's moving here. Everybody. And they're not even talking about Tennessee. Right. So, mm-hmm. I mean, so many people are moving so many different places and this, the situation where low inventory and, you know, the um, values lower than what people want to pay are, are all over, you know, the United States. But just another couple things. Um, FHA appraisals are stuck for six months. So that, mm-hmm. um, um, seller is stuck with that. Again, I know a lot of people are kind of going away from the FHA just because of that situation. Um, but conventional appraisals, let's say you did one uh, with a lender, you can do a rebuttal. And so the appraiser then can relook at it. Now, what's interesting is these appraisals are read through a computer system. So Fannie and Freddie already know what that appraisal is on day one. It's not like you can hide it or put it underneath something, okay? So the situation that stands is that it's really sometimes hard for the uh, lender that you're working with to get a second or third appraisal, right? So going to another lender sometimes is, you know, the magic touch there, but not always because, again, Fannie and Freddie have already seen that particular appraisal listed on that home. And again, an appraisal is just an an opinion of one, right? Mm -hmm. So... You know, and it's hard to become an appraiser. You're not going to find it, uh, people just jumping in that industry. No, you have to be it's a lot of work for what they get. So for much work, so mm-hmm. much work. And then also note that the cost of appraisals are going up, mm-hmm. like a lot. You know, and there's and I don't have control over that. Yeah. I'm a, I'm out, right? And so mm-hmm. we need to keep that in mind um, as well. And then the turn times, right? They're very overwhelmed. As much as there's not a lot of houses to sell, that they're, they're doing a lot of appraisals. Um, so we just want to keep all of that in mind too. So we, the main th- one I think. Main, one of the main things, and I think you'll agree with this, uh, Jason, is that we got to manage the expectations for their clients. Always, you always, ma- you got to, re- and more than ever before, yep. saying, "Look, guys, I'm sorry. It is what it is. It ain't fun out there right now. You've got to be ready to move. You can't wait till this weekend. You can't t- take go home and think about it. You've got to be ready to, mm-hmm. to move quickly." And and I love your statement. You always ask somebody before they, before you submit that offer about value. What is it you say? Are you okay? Oh, yeah. So if you're, you know, when they ask you if they, you know, how much should we offer, Mm -hmm. you know, and we always uh, want them to understand, like, well, if this is the house, do you really want this house? Yes. Okay. At what point are you okay losing the house? At what price point are you okay walking away from it if you don't win it? And that's really important. That's gold right there Mm -hmm. because you're managing expectations and they're not going to look to you as why didn't you tell me to offer more? Right. Because that's the key. What? How high are you willing to go and feel okay if you don't get it? Right. Yeah, and and again, I, I don't. I hate to have my heart broken. So if I don't see it, I don't know my. I wouldn't want it. You know. So prepare your clients. Mm-hmm. Right. A lot of people are just so fast to get stuff done, and like they don't have the money yet for even their closing costs. And then they're saying, "Hey, what are they going to do with their closing costs?" I, I don't know. You just called 30 <laughs> minutes ago. Like, you know what I'm saying? I don't, we haven't had a moment to even breathe to have that discussion, right? So right. pausing and slowing down. And it, I know that's super hard to do that because, oh, the market's going to, it's going so fast. Well, you don't really have a deal if they don't have the cash to be right. able to do it. And if they're not prepared, that's, that's so, one so of those deals. You, so what if you want it? If you don't, if you can't follow through, right? Yeah. I mean, then, then yeah. you're really breaking hearts at that point. Right. So I don't want you to show me anything until I'm prepared, you know, and then let's go, let's rock and roll yeah. you know, type of thing. So, well, thank you, Carrie Ann. Thank you, Jason, yeah. for, uh, again, managing expectations and hanging in on this market here. I don't see it slowing down because there's such an inertia coming here. Although mm-hmm. I know it's got to, it's got to sometime. Yeah. Are we at the top yet? I don't know. I thought we were a month ago. 
Yeah. You know, and it's keep on, it keeps on going. Keeps on keeping on. Keeps on keeping on. <laughs> so good so having you guys with on. us this week. We will see you back next. You've been listening to the talk of Music City Real Estate. 